and uh, it's the table breakers they've done it again. Is this yeah, the biggest panel show. we've ever had on, Jason? One day you have a guy throwing me, me mid seventies, and next week you have a guy throwing fifty-five mile fastballs. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Ball Caps and Bagpipes, a Scottish baseball podcast. I'm your host, John McKellar of the Glasgow Comets. And I'm Jason Dare, former league president and baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. Former um, league pervert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think someone else has that title. League president. Let's go with that. And uh, we're joined by a very special guest tonight, uh, umpire from uh, Glasgow, the umpire of the AAA games over in Glasgow, Bill Sheldrick. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's wonderful to have you on. I've been hoping to get you on for I don't know how many times I've asked you actually over the past couple of years. So it's great to finally get this to to get this done. Um, what a couple of weeks we've had in Scottish baseball, Jason. Um, we've uh, had some pretty like insane scores going on in AAA in particular recently. Uh, single A almost seems to be the inverse of that, and it looks like single A has been the more competitive games in the last couple of weeks. Uh, what say we get right in about the scores uh, and then the standings to get started off with this week? Um, we've got the last two game weeks, so that's week five and week six, and we'll start with week five in AAA. Um, the Breakers beat the Oilers by a final score of 24-15 to 15 in week five. The Cannons defeated the Devils 18-6 to six to continue their hot start. Um, the Galaxy and Comets game in Glasgow uh, on week five was postponed due to the weather. Uh, in week five, it was just the one A game that was supposed to happen, and it was the Glasgow Derby, which of course was also postponed due to the inclement weather conditions there at the field. So, some some massive score lines there. A couple of rugby scores, uh, Jason and Tripoli, right off the bat. I think it's early days. I think the weather's played a lot to it there. I think when we actually get some a couple of dry weekends, I think you see the scores come down there. But I think we're just getting a little, the ball's probably a little bit wet, and well, I think. With that, things should be much easier there. But yeah, uh, high scoring for uh, AAA. Didn't see that coming yet. I thought we'd definitely have some lower, some kind of five to three kind of games. Yeah, and it stayed pretty much the same in week six. Uh, yesterday's games, it was uh, Cannons 8, Breakers 2, which was the closest game uh, of the lot, really, if you, in terms of like a low-scoring game. Uh, the Comets defeated the Devils by a final score of 13-6 to six out in Edinburgh in the Galaxy course the Oilers by a final score of 22 to 6 so again a couple massive score lines particularly that Galaxy result over the Oilers 22 to 6 um, just kind of weird how that's kind of happened in the last last couple of weeks given that AAA has consistently been the tighter the closer uh, games whereas if you look at the week 6 single A score just the one game there the Tayport Breakers beat the Knights by 6, six runs to 4 so a really close game, a tight game in single A, but again, just massive score lines across the board in AAA. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, I think we're going to see some competitive games out of uh, single A this year. So I'd like to see the scores that are low and it's not a blowout. And you know, you're taking the guys that are new to the game or just played it for a, a few years now. And it's become quite competitive. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. For the first time this season, let's have a wee quick look at the standings. In AAA, after uh, five games, the Cannons have a perfect 5-0 record and they sit in first place. Uh, they're looking very strong in their early push to retain that league title in AAA. The Breakers are, uh, are behind them at a 4-1 record in second place. In third place at the moment, the Galaxy, they're at 2-1. The 500 Glasgow Comets are 2-2 two and, two and they're in fourth place. In fifth place, the Oilers, they're at 0-4 and the Devils are at the bottom at the moment with an 0-5 record. Um, so... 
That's the AAA standings. We'll take a quick look at single A as well. The Glasgow Comets are off to a perfect 3-0 start. Uh, they're first place. The second place breakers are 1-1. One one. The Knights are 1-2. Kind of sputtering start for the Knights. I was kind of expecting better from them up to this point, but they're not getting blown out. So, like, I think once they... You know, once they settle into their groove, obviously the Knights, as we've documented, lost quite a few talents to the the AAA Devils this year. I think once they settle into their groove, they'll be they'll be a force, and I don't think the Knights have too much to worry about. Um, but the Galaxy, they're in fourth place. They're zero two at the moment in single A, so that's the standing so far. Um, Cannons, you must be happy to see the Cannons running running right at the top of the the league here, Jason. They're five and zero, and they're they've blown pretty much everyone away. You know, it's the start of the season. They're off to a good start. Not going to complain about that. So uh, nice to see their continued run of success. Uh, I, but, you know, I don't think they're going to sit in the laurels and, and say that we're in this run of the league. You never know what can happen here. Like I said, I think a lot of teams are just warming up. The weather hasn't been that great. So I think when we hit June, I think we're going to see a lot more competitive games. I would agree. I think that's probably the likely scenario. Um, do you want to move on? before we chat with Jip with Bill then to the Gabriel Rinconius recap. We'll cover it after Bill and we'll do it as a closing bit. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to the interview section. So, I've heard a couple of these blowouts. What I've noticed, the best game I've actually umpired this year was the Cannons and the Commas, and that was 4-0. And that, mm-hmm. was, that was incredibly tight. Right, all the way through. But yesterday's game against the Galaxy and the Oilers, well, it was the Oilers couldn't pitch. You know, they don't have a, a, a starting pitcher, really. And, and and that showed. And the other week, the was the Comets, or the, I can't remember what it was called, whichever team blew out the Devils on a mercy roll again. It was just one team could pitch and one team couldn't. I think it was the, uh, the Galaxy, actually, I think, beat the beat the Devils a couple of weeks back. It was a 21-1 yeah, final score, I think. Again, yeah, it was, it was, it was, again, it was pitching. The Devils couldn't pitch. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been spoken about quite a lot in the last couple of years, and especially when we split the, the, the sides into AAA and single A, um, the importance of pitching. Like, and we look at the Glasgow Galaxy for a few years there when they won three consecutive titles. That, kind of dynasty if you want to call it that was built on pitching it was built off Luke's back because Luke was such a tremendous pitcher it was so difficult to get hits off him Um, he didn't really walk a lot of people because he had such great command Um, and when people did get hits off him it was difficult to to, to string enough hits against him to get anyone home against him so it was really tough to to play against him when he was on his game Um, and that essentially was what won the Galaxy three straight league titles we've seen it with the, the Devils last uh, two seasons ago and then the Cannons last year as well, if you've got a really, really strong starting pitcher that you can rely on to pitch five or six innings, you're going to win more often than you're going to lose in this league. Uh, like when the, Comets, when the Comets win, it's usually off the back of having a healthy David or recently uh, Luis has pitched a lot and he's done a fantastic job on the mound as well. Um, so yeah, pitching, super important. Um, and I think that there has been a bit of a kind of an unbalance uh, in terms of the pitching prowess for the teams this year in AAA that we haven't seen for a couple of years. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. <laughs> yes. I think like I said, we, we were talking before the show about this, and, and we'll let you actually introduce Bill here. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that pitching dominates there. So whoever has the most dominant pitcher usually is the team that's the strongest every year. 
That's that's definitely the case in this league. Good pitching is, is going to get you a long way. But yeah, let's move on to the interview section. Uh, I'm very excited about this. I've been hoping to get Bill on for a while. Uh, Bill Sheldrick, welcome to the show again. Um, first off, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and who you are um, and, and sort of give us a bit of background on how your relationship with baseball started? Well, uh, well my name is Bill Sheldrick. I live in Glasgow. I have lived in Glasgow since 1987. I came to Britain in 75. Um, I grew up playing baseball in Canada. Um, I played Little League Pony, and I stopped playing around about the age of 16 when I was too old for Pony. And not long after that, um, my what I was doing in Canada, and then I traveled to Europe and lived here, and I never, I didn't. Other than watch the odd bit of sports on on strange news broadcasts or something, um, didn't follow, didn't see baseball, didn't or whatever, just followed it. And until the end of the nineties, when somebody in Glasgow um, tried to resurrect a Glasgow baseball team, there had been a Scottish league before, Edinburgh win it. They had the team for the Ravers. Uh, or the Reavers, depending on how you want to say this. Uh, was, the Glasgow team was called the Finchery Braves. There was a team in Dundee, uh, um, which your the, the Edinburgh umpire Wolfie was involved in, um, and that. And but some some of the people that were involved in the the, the Glasgow team tried to resurrect a team and start. We started practicing. We didn't do anything that first. I think it was 1999. And then in 2000, we got other players and we started practicing uh, uh, with the aim to play games properly. And we joined the, the, the British Northern League, which meant Sundays were, as, as Jason and I were just talking about, you know, you could have our first game was Birmingham away where we played on an ash pitch and people ripped their legs up sliding, mm. right? It was like the most inappropriate material to play in baseball on an infield I, I've ever played in. But, you know, but it was like you, you, would, you would leave in the dark in the morning and you'd play two games and then you'd come home in the dark, right? And we'd Birmingham for one year and then they they disappeared. Liverpool, Manchester, Sheffield, Hull, Menwith Hill, uh, Bolton that came into the league for a while. Um, so you know, every other Sunday we were we were away all day and night, it seemed, and people were getting back at one o'clock in the morning or later to go to work. And if it, you know, we Glasgow actually got to being a very good team. We went to the national finals in two thousand and five. Uh, our our league position, we finished second behind Liverpool. Our league position was based partly on the fact that we had a very dominant American pitcher, but he didn't play the last few games of the year. And it was the youngsters that got us through. We beat Menmouth Hill uh, um, at the Lanark County uh, Racecourse Grand, which is where we were playing. And we, and we got through with having beat them and 
you know, Menmouth Hill was always a powerhouse in the league because they're the U.S. Air Force. Right? right? It, was the best, it was the best ground to play on because they had all the facilities. Yeah. Right? You just had to get through the base. Through, through, the armed, through the armed guards and that, right? So, so to give you some idea of what Bill's talking about, if you didn't bring your passport to get into Menwith Hill, you were not allowed onto the grounds. They, uh, Even more than that, you had to give your passport in two weeks before, the, a coffee but before, so they would vet you. Yep. I'll, I'll give you a story. And we actually had one player, a Cuban, who was not allowed to come. Mm-hmm. He would not be allowed on the base. Right. Yeah, because of the embargo. So that's was yeah, I guess that would be yeah, that was it. They said no no, you yeah. can't have humans come on, on, on the field. Yeah. Um so we would be vetted by now American security and and last year last year, two years ago, my son started working for Babcock at Faz Lane, right? The nuclear sub base just up the road. Mm. And as part of that, he said on um, I've been offered the job, but I need to be vetted. I said, all right, okay. He goes, and you need to be vetted as well. And I said, you don't have to worry about me. And he goes, what? And I go, I've been vetted by American security. I'm clear. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I've been on Menmouth Hill, the place that doesn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, air, they've got the AWACS with the engines turning over the whole time. That you're on the fi- on the field playing in case they need to take mm. off. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that 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 was the league, but eventually the travel got to the point where our baseball team just said, you know, as we'd gotten older together and gotten better, it was also yeah. But now we're having relationships and kids and and, and commitments and mm. I can't take out. A whole weekend to play baseball, you know, and it basically fell apart. So we died as a team, and most of the team went to play softball because it, you could go to a softball game on, in an evening in Glasgow, you know, travel for 20 minutes to get to the field, play a game, and you'd be home after three hours, you know, not and, and that. So we and and a number of the that old Glasgow team. Are still playing softball in in Glasgow and in London, so uh, uh, that's where we went. So the team that I was involved with, first as a player, then as a player manager, and then as a manager, uh, uh, stopped. And with that, I sort of disappeared for a couple of years. And then one of the ex-players who played for the then started playing for the Comets, Geo. Yeah. He, he asked me if I'd like to become an umpire. Mm-hmm. So I, I I had done the umpiring course for the British Baseball League when we were still part of it. And I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll umpire. You know, it's, just, it's, it's a Sunday afternoon commitment. So I've been doing it, what, more than a decade? Mm-hmm. I'm putting my body on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and I've seen I've seen you take quite a few uh, oh, foul balls uh, uh, off the chest in the neck. Oh God, yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, people keep inviting me back, so I must not be too bad, right? Right at, at, at doing it. So you know, of 
of my playing days, I think there's one person still playing, and he plays for the Cannons. Right? He was a he was a, a youngster when we started. Um, that be Rudy? No, I don't think not Rudy. No, um, I can't remember his name. Rory's been around the longest now. Um, Rory Dunn's been around the longest. He's taken over as the longest tenured player that I know of. Right. Cannons, who else would be? Unless somebody came back that I don't know of. I I don't think he was there when the Cannons came to town last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago. But he was there last year, right? And but he was he was a youngster. He was like 16 way back. In those days, now, blood older. <laughs> <laughs> what, age, uh, what age would Rudy have been when he started, Jason? 19, 20, 21, around that, that age. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking. I said, if there's any cannons watching, give us a shout, let us know. Let, let me think who it is yeah. who's been around <laughs> yeah. that long. Well, I wanted to I wanted to go a wee bit further back again here towards kind of your early days playing the game. You mentioned that you played little league and pony league uh, back in Canada. Um, what positions did you play growing up, and uh, why why did you stop at that at that stage? What? Why did why did I stop? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, both little league and pony are age related, right? And and like all. Uh, uh, our kids coming into with no talent into playing baseball. I started, I started playing the outfield, right? You know, right. stick you stick the kid that can't catch. That's the youngest out in the furthest out in right field, and, and hopefully nobody will hit him to him, right? Hmm. Uh, I eventually moved to playing second base as I as I learned to catch, right? So uh, when I. When I started playing in Glasgow in, you know, at the end of the 90s, my hope was to play second base, but uh, I was a, a lot older and slower, and there was faster, younger people to play second mm. base. So I played first base. Yeah. Right. It's not a bad position at all. I play first base myself mostly nowadays. I, yeah, but, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not thin or anything. I'm not. Um, so uh, uh, that's where I ended up playing. Sometimes the outfield, depending on, on especially when we acquired a couple, uh, uh, a couple of other players, I played in the outfield. And then I just graduated. At a certain point, it was like, oh, you're it. You're not going to manage us, right? Uh, um, that was, I'm not going to talk about the politics of the game, but uh, uh, the power... There was a palace revolution in the Glasgow baseball team that saw one manager ousted and then another person take, took over. And then it was like, he didn't really want to do it. So it was like, well, you, you're it, right? You better do it. So it fell to me for a few years. And, and, did, you, and did you embrace management, Bill? Was that something that you had wanted to do or was it something that you saw more as a problem? The answer was... Every every baseball club needs one. You know, mm -hmm. you need somebody to organize things. You know, organize, and in our case, organize practices because we practiced them in one school field. We mm -hmm. never had a home ground. One of the great things about that that the Comets and the Galaxy have going for them is they have the full cross field. 
right? When we were playing, that was a kids' baseball ground, and that was, they would not let us as an adult team anywhere near it, right? So we were constant, you know, our home field moved at least every two years, if not at yearly, and sometimes even when during the year we moved. Because mm. right? we get ousted by kids play, wanting to play baseball in the field that we had made, right? So we ended up at the Lanark Race Course, and then and then to have the uh, uh, the annual show, horse racing show destroy the field we built, right? By driving their their uh, uh, wagons and caravans and Winnebagos all over it, you know, and that and making great ruts in our field. So uh, uh, we had, it, it was, we, we could not get a home field in Glasgow, despite constant meetings with the councils. Uh, we tried to move, to move to West, I tried to get us a field in Western Martinshire, and their, their view was, uh, no, we don't have any fields in the summer. There's, there's nothing happening. The, they're, they're only, they're resting in the summer. You know, from, from, the, from the end of April, beginning of May, to mm. August, we rest our fields. And I said, you mean, so nobody can play organized sports in the summer? Here? Oh, no, no. We want, we want lots of sports. But you can't have our fields. Right? It's like, you know, right? Because so yeah. you're only supporting football. No, we don't. That's not the case. But you have to play your season during October to, to April, right? Mm. You know, it's a little bit difficult playing in our our climate to play baseball in the rain and the wind and the snow. Well, actually, sounds like Glasgow summer, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But is there any? Is there anything you can think of, Bill, that Scottish baseball could do in terms of? communicating better with councils and local authorities as to sort of what playing baseball in this country actually entails? Well, I, I, I think if you could pers persuade a couple of councils uh, uh, to be supportive of the idea, you know, one field hmm. one, or one multi-use field, that one side, a bit like a lot of hap happens in North America is, out of one corner, you've got an adult field with a man. The other side, you've got a, a softball field or a kid's field for Little League. That would go a long way to helping develop it. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting every community to have a baseball field. But the councils to have allow one field to be developed to some extent would be great. You know, we, we, had, we found a field in Glasgow that had been gone into dis, disuse negotiated with the council for a year they they agreed to it and then they put it to the, the parks and recreation committee and then we met the local the local council said no we don't want them playing sports in that park hmm. right so you know they'll, they'll interfere with the dog walkers yeah. right so yeah. uh, the dog walkers have more votes than based uh, wayward use playing baseball right so, our, our, core, our core audience at Toll Cross is probably dog walkers. They love this stuff. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah but, but for some reason, they allowed the field to, they put the backstop in. The council yeah. built that backstop. That, you know, God, that was a great. We had to used to have to erect the backstop to play the game yeah. every week. So, you know, the once they put that in, that was, you know, godsend. 
for, for helping develop and establish Tollcross. So I can say to people now, go up to Tollcross Field uh, uh, on su Sundays and you'll probably find them playing baseball there. You know, there's, there's some, it's somewhere that's a focal point for people. You can yeah. tell that, you know, you, you know, you can tell that with, to anybody that's out there where you meet. You know, I, I'm sitting on a train the other week and I thought, oh, no, I'm wearing this hat. Wearing the Comets hat. And they go, well, who are the Comets? I said, it's a Glasgow baseball team. They play Glasgow yeah. baseball in Glasgow. Yes. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not wildly known, but it, it does, you know, be, right? You know, does the Herald still report the results? Because we used to have our results written up in the Herald hmm. every week because we, we, we managed to get a sports journalist who would just say, oh, give me two or three lines about every every game yeah. that and I'll publish it, you know. So it was only a, a wee couple of lines, but it was yeah. there was a, a note there in the paper that's, you know, recognized that there was a baseball team playing. Mm. You know, I don't even know that happens. I don't even know if people read newspapers these days, you know. <laughs> I don't think I don't, th I don't think they do that anymore, Jason. Do you have you um, <laughs> do you ever have contact with any media outlets like the Herald or anything like that? We did, yeah. We used to get write-ups when the first couple of years I was here, so going 2003, 2004, 2005, you would get these write-ups there. Uh, Bill Lothian was the, the guy that was in charge of stuff over for the Edinburgh Evening News there, and I had many conversations with him about trying to promote the sport, and um, they stopped probably 2006. They said people are more interested, interested in under-11 football than they are in baseball. And we won't be putting anything more there. And went okay. Yeah, that was it. But yeah. There was the, 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 What's that? The Sunday, the Sunday Glasgow paper. One mm. of them did a special, special edition once on baseball in Scotland. Mm. I yep. In the supplement, you know, with the on the front page, the cover of it, and that was a. Uh, uh, it was a, a picture of a baseball player. It was focused on the Falcons at, at, out in Paisley. Yep. But it, it was, you know, a major advance on the publicity of, in terms of, of, of that you would normally have. Yep. Right? They interviewed Dewey Robertson and, and, and him, and, and him uh, playing baseball and then being uh, a Bruce, playing a Bruce Springsteen cover band. And it was a, kind of a his history there. There, yeah, and it was a big cover there. Uh, I think I still have the supplement in, yeah. a, in, a, in a box file. Here. I, I don't throw things out, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got that one as well, too. Nick Clark saved a bunch of stuff from back in the day, so he, yeah. he saved a lot of stuff from kind of mid to late 90s and early 2000s. And, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed talking to the journalists and kind of give them a bit of a write up uh, on what happened and how we, the games should go. But yeah, it just it, Fell by the wayside, and, and under eleven football was more important than baseball. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, um, you know, the fact that the the, the comets and the galaxy have a fit home field, you know, and yesterday there must have been what twenty people watching the game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been it's been quite impressive just the last couple of years, probably since the pandemic lockdowns all ended. It does feel like there is 
there's not like a massive crowd, but there does definitely does seem to be more of an interest when people are passing by in the game. They're like, oh, is this a baseball game that we've got on? And I remember a couple of weeks ago when I was playing in single A game, like I noticed there was like an older couple sitting by a tree and like we deck chairs watching the game. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I went and talked to somebody who was just standing there watching to find out. There's a there's a new uh, uh, Glasgow baseball team that uh, Andy Sweeney's helping to coach on the south side. Yes. That's yes. They're hoping to get. At the moment, it's not even to the quality of a the A League. So they're yeah. hoping that over a year or two they'll join the A League. You know. Yeah, they're looking to get some friendly games in. Uh, I'll actually touch on one of them at the end of the show because uh, they do have a big friendly coming up in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite excellent to see the growth of baseball just in Glasgow, let alone Scotland, to see that extra new team, especially considering that they are kind of more focused on LGBT people and, and look, looking to make that a safe space for, 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 for LGBTQIA+. I think I've gotten that right. I hope I've got that right. I don't like to mess that up. But yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great thing to have in Scottish baseball and hopefully they will be able to join the league in a year or two. Um, I've got a couple of uh, quick comments here before we move on. Uh, Jason Stott, my coach on the comments, is uh, claiming that he has the longest uh, tenure playing baseball in the I, league. Uh, so I, that might be in dispute. No, no, I believe Jason does have the long, but when we were talking about the con- yeah. uh, we were talking about cannons, I was like, I was definitely really yeah. the one there. But yeah, I, I think Jason's got the longest tenure by by a good few years. Yeah, he's celebrating twenty five years now, and he's only thirty. Um, I've got a couple of questions here from people. I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of viewers' questions here for you, Bill. Uh, which MLB team do you support, and why? I uh, I do support the New York Yankees. Uh, probably because when I was growing up in the end of the 50s and the 60s, Mickey Mantle played for them and Roger Maris and Yogi Berra and Whitey Ford. Joe, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? So, uh, and given that we didn't get much MLB coverage in those days, what little bit was probably the World Series and therefore, the Yankees are in the World Series most years. So I, I remember crying my heart out when Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale beat us by the Dodgers. I remember being upset when the Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Peng- uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Pittsburgh Pirates beat us on the walk-off. Uh, uh, I remember the Cardinals and Bob Gibson destroying us in, in, in the World Series when Ken Boyer beat his brother Cleet Boyer. For it and that, and then mm. so that's it. But I have to say, in before lockdown, so as of ni- 2019, I had visited every major league ballpark. In- oh, wow! Yes, I 2019 uh, uh, saw me complete the trip where I basically finished where I started, which was with. Yankee State, the new Yankee Stadium yeah. and the new City Field, because the ter- first two fields I visited were the old Yankee Stadium and the old Shea Stadium. I, yeah. I went to see the Yankees play and landed at LaGuardia. And as I come off the airplane, I wasn't going to the game until the next night. And I was in the taxi going to the hotel. And he and there were, he was had Mets coverage in Queens. And, they, and I said, how far is it to 
to shake. And he goes, a mile. They drop me off at the hotel and take me to the ballpark. <laughs> my intent, my yeah. plan to be to go see my first MLB game, which was the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. I ended up going to see the Mets play the Florida Marlins, which was Pedro Martinez versus Dontrell Willis on the man. Oh wow! Oh well, right? <laughs> and that. So uh, that was my first MLB. And it started from there that we then went, the next year we went to Canada. And then after going to see Toronto for a few years, because we were Canadian, we decided, well, rather than just always go back to Toronto, we will then start going to different cities every year. So from 2010 onwards until 2019, minus with the, the one year when uh, the volcano blew about the trip. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I met my brother in somewhere in North, well, in the U.S. because we've done the Canadian fields, the field, uh, um, and we went, and then we worked our way around. So we ended up finishing at where we started back in New York. Well, he finished in Boston. He'd never been, he'd never been to Fenway, but I snuck Fenway in once yeah. visiting there on the holiday, and I visited. Cooperstown. I visited the Negro Leagues Museum in KC, and I've been to the Museum of Ballparks, which is in Colorado, just around the corner from uh, the Rockies Field. Right. So, right. So we had a couple of Yankee fans from New York on when we did the Negro League fundraiser, Jason. So I'm going to ask Bill the same question. I always ask them. Um, do you prefer? Did you prefer the old Yankee Stadium, or do you prefer the new, more modern Yankee Stadium? I'm going to say, thank God you pull you pull a Dwayne Kuiper Kuiper there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to fire you, John. You wouldn't be around any longer. <laughs> I probably prefer the new Yankee Stadium because I was pretty much visited the old Yankee Stadium at the end of its life. So it been it was pretty run down really. You can see why they were rebuilding. Um but it's it was still a lot better than a couple of ballparks I can name. Right? It's not my Yankee Stadium is not my favorite stadium over in all the ones that I visited. Right? So Jason Stott actually wants to know, um, Bill, what's your favorite major league stadium? Stadium. Oh. See, that's that loaded question here because it said you could have a stadium, but I'm actually curious to add on to this one your favorite city you went to because it said, right? Well, just look, my, the fa- my favorites, I, I would put uh, um, Camden Yards and Petco Field as maybe my two favorite city fields because they were just outrageously family orientated and friendly and that, right? Um, and that easy to walk around, good, you know, right downtown in both cases, uh, um, in the heart of the city. And that, so, you know, at the end of the game, you walked out and you were still in the city, you know. Um, I do like Target Field because it has the best drink they serve, you know, as a pint of vodka, Bloody Mary with, with 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 uh, um, sticks of celery and huge sausages and, and jam, 
you know, it, it, it's their signature drink. <laughs> and I can tell you, when you're sitting there at the beginning of April and it was not far above freezing, right, for opening day, that drink really worked really well at keeping you warm. <laughs> right? But probably my favorite city is San Francisco. Mm. Right? I do I do like Seattle as well. I did like Seattle when we were there. I had a great time in Seattle go, to go see when we went to see the Mariners. I'm not. Because yeah, I, I had a friend who had been who was a season ticket holder for the Giants, and then they would travel to see the Giants. And he said, um, "You know, you get to see all the stadiums. They all have their different quirks. You like some of them better than others." But he said, "Of all the cities he visited, he said Denver was his favorite." Uh, Denver was okay, but you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I for one of the games at San Francisco. Because of where I was in the morning, I took the cable car around from Pier 40, Pier 49, right to almost the front, the front of the entrance. So you, you can't do that everywhere. You know, it was a cable car, right? Just jump on, you know, and that. So old-fashioned transport to get to the ground. And that. So that, that, I, I do like that. I don't, I, and that. But uh, Seattle was, was, was good because of all the things to go see when we were there, you know. The first Starbucks, you know, and, and that. You know? So, if you for those who don't know, the first Starbucks is at Pike's Place Market. So you go down there, and, and that's where it's located. There, so yes, right beside it. Yeah, and I love that. I love that open air market, and I certainly spent a, a bit of time in the bars in it. <laughs> did, did you go and try the Pike Place uh, kilt lifter? That's an always a popular one. <laughs> The what? It's called the Kilt Lifter. I, I I can't even remember what it was. I used to drink it back when I was in Seattle, but it was called the Kilt Lifter. Uh, I'll look it Love up. It. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to close things up shortly, Bill. I just want to quickly round things off by asking: uh, Do you have any uh, favourite moments or memories from your time being involved with Scottish baseball, either as a player, a coach, or an umpire? Ah, uh, I think. Uh, 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 one memory that I like is the fact that um, when we got to the national finals, we were the first per team to feel the female playing in the national finals. Right? That's, yeah, that's that a great start. Mm -hmm. right? you, know, you know, she come on as a substitute in both games that we played down there. But I, I was a, you know, we, we were, you know, we, we, we weren't exclusive, shall we say, you know, we, we tried to encourage everybody that wanted to play, right? Good. We let, we let Gio play, right? <laughs> and if he's listening, <laughs> right? One day, yeah. Right? No, that, that was, you know, that, that was, but, uh, You know, I just like playing baseball. I like playing baseball. I like watching baseball, right? And that I like telling Americans when I was I'm 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 in ballpark scoring a game because they go, "You score? Where are you from?" And they go, "I'm from I live in Scotland." And they go, "Do they even know what baseball is? And you can do this, right?" So I have you know I have I have scorebooks of all the games I've been to. Or mm. to once I bought a scorebook to keep score. Right. And that. So, uh, um, 
just the, just the general vibe. It's a, it's a good way to spend a, a, if the weather's fine, it's a good afternoon way to spend an afternoon, right? Whether, whether you know, I'm beyond playing. So now I think I umpire, you know, I'm, clo I'm getting close to where I think I might have to give that up soon, right? I don't like being hit by the ball anymore. Yeah, you know. In fact, Thomas was coming and mentoring me the other day as an umpire, and he goes, "You keep, you know, you you move your head when the ball's coming at you." Go like, "Oh, I'm shell shocked after all these years." You know, my head still right. You know, my nerves a little is there is there another facet of the game that you would like to get involved with, Bill? After you give up umpiring, would you manage again? Is that something that may be on the cards? I talked to Jason once about uh, uh, he he was talking about running kids in a park not far from me. Yeah. And I, would, I would think about doing that, but right now he seems to do it on the mornings of base, the Sunday mornings, and that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm off the season ticket over at Old Trafford, so that sort of blows up part of the weekend as well. I mean, a lot of the time. <laughs> um, well, Lawrence Cameron wants you to start. He wants you to be the starting pitcher for Glasgow in 2024. <laughs> so, some tells me you probably won't be up for that. No, no. I, I, uh, um, I gave, basically, I gave up playing softball when I had to have my shoulder rebuilt. Mm. So uh, I was never a good pitcher anyway, and uh, um, but it got to the point where I couldn't even move my arm, and they mm -hmm. completely rebuilt my shoulder. You know, I, I sort of describe it as they used uh, a needle and thread to sew the tendons back in, a black and decker to sand off the bone chips, and super glue to stick stick it all back to the, my shoulder uh, uh, plate, right. And that, and that took what nine months of, of recovery afterwards before mm -hmm. I even start thinking of throwing the ball. I went back and played one softball game just to say that's it. I've now retired. So pitching yeah. is pitching is out, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, but helping coach kids, helping to encourage kids, and things like that. Look. Uh, there's, I'm sure a lot of the, the young, younger, younger players, uh, uh, not only on, on the Galaxy and the Comets, but on some of the other teams, hmm. will tell you I talked to them after the game to try and improve their batting technique because they're just so bad at batting. They're standing <laughs> the way they, they move, they swing, you know. And that, I mean, even some of, even 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 Ali the other week, I took him aside and said, you know, you're never going to hit the ball the way you lean, you lean, you know. Yeah. And if you do, it's just going to be a pop up to second base. That's just the way you swing. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, that's definitely something that's I think noteworthy with you, Bill. Is uh, and I've, you've you've done it with me uh, before as well. Um, if you see like an area where there could be some improvement, you're always quite quick to. To offer advice and stuff like that, and you never do it in a pushy sort of way, which I think is always really well well received. It's one of the things that one I've played the game, I've managed the game, but when I'm on prime, I'm watching what's going on in front of me. So there's mm -hmm. an element, especially the batting technique, because I'm sitting there watching people 
right, have no chance of hitting the ball at times because of the way they stand, the way they swing, right? And and so it's like, you know, whether they take they they heed my advice or or what, that's up for them. But I, I'm just trying to help them yeah. improve a bit. You know, and that's that's all you can ever do is you try and help people improve a little bit. And that move and get better. Well, Bill, I certainly hope that you're going to stick around the game for a long time to come, even beyond your days as an umpire. Uh, hopefully, you'll you'll get involved with coaching in some capacity and keep uh, keep growing the game in Glasgow. Um, that's all for me. Uh, for for you, Bill, uh, Jason, do you have anything else you want to close up with with Bill? Yeah, I got one question from Bill. I'm curious, who is the best player you ever played with or coached? Uh... Brad Jones. Brad Jones, yep. Okay, I can see that. The best player that ever played in, out of Glasgow was Brad Jones. He was hands and his ability with the as a pitcher, right, was was phenomenal. Uh, he also could hit and feel and that and that. So he was probably the best player. The best Scottish player was probably Neil Sylvester. Mm-hmm. Right. And he he came to the game yesterday, and him leaving baseball I thought was a a travesty for Scottish baseball, you know, losing him to softball. But I can understand why he did. Right, he was just multiple multi talented as a shortstop. Yep, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, those are two solid choices. They ever played against both of them. <laughs> You weren't, bad, you weren't bad as well, Jason, right? <laughs> yeah, Brad was very tough to, to bat against and, and, and hey, did he, not he, like pitching to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know. Uh, and Neil Neil had the speed and was uh, amazing with the gloves. So, yeah, he, he'd always make contact off you and just beat things yeah, out constantly. Yeah, yeah. He was a great contactor, you know. Yep. And, and unfortunately, we used to put him as catcher one year and he hated it. Right, but he did that as well for the benefit of the team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. It's good to hear those names come out. Those are names I've not heard in a long time. So. You know. So. I think I don't think I ever played with either of those guys. Probably the best Scottish um, player I ever played alongside would have been Xander. Right. Coach yeah. <laughs> Jason Stott. I'm very sorry. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> You're going to get a. You're going to punch in yeah. the shoulder next time you can't see. <laughs> I think Stott would probably agree. Um, I think Xander was a, a tremendous talent. Um, I think certainly before he had these injury issues, like yeah. I think I played with him for a, just a couple of years before he started to really feel it, but he was outstanding to watch play. Um, and he would hit, his antics on the field were absolutely hilarious. Well, I think what really sort of skews it for me as well, probably, is the fact that Xander was on my side, whereas Jason Stott for much of that period was with the Galaxy. I'm just trying to wriggle out of that, but yeah, like, I saw I saw well, more of Xander. I would have to say both Jason and Xander have suffered from injuries, and if there's mm-hmm. anything that probably Glasgow baseball should think about is what to do help players recover from some of their niggles from that. You know, with the health service being what it is, I don't know if there's any chance of that. But there's an element of some of people's arms problems and, and shoulder mm. problems are not helped because we don't have anybody looking after yeah. 
you know, yeah. they go on, play, they keep, we push them to play more and more, keep playing because we need you. And then it gets to the point where they're, they, you know, it's a debilitating injury rather than something that should have been rested for a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Food for thought, definitely food for thought. Um, thank you so very much for joining us on the show this week, Bill. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I will see you at the field in a, within the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yes, yes. There's no game this weekend at Glasgow. Uh, following weekend, I think somebody's playing that. So, you know. All right. Um, no, let's say... Let's move on to the uh, the schedule for this week, Jason. Uh, this week, week seven, uh, we have the Devils at the Breakers in Tayport. Uh, the Galaxy are going out to Edinburgh. They face the Cannons, the Red Hawk Glasgow uh, Edinburgh Cannons, um, and the Glasgow Comets are up in Aberdeen to face the Oilers. So yeah, no no game in Glasgow, which is kind of unusual actually. Um, that we don't have a single game in Glasgow. I don't remember the last time that would have happened um, in single A. Uh, it's just the Knights and Breakers, so they're going to run it back following that excellent game that they had in single A uh, this past week when it was 6-4 Breakers. So we'll see if the Knights can even up that season series right there. Um, so that's the schedule for this week. We're pretty much all but done. Uh, Jason, do you want to quickly do the recap for Gabriel Rinconis then? He's had a pretty sure. massive couple of weeks. So yes, so uh, he started off cold, picked it up, and got red hot at the end of April there, and he was the Phillies' minor league hitter of the month. So uh, that's through all the system there. That's not just a single-A club. That is all the way through double-A, uh, triple-A, and, and the rookie ball there. Finished uh, April with a two sixty-eight batting average at nine thirty OPS. He had six doubles, four home runs. 10 RBIs and 13 stolen bases in 20 games there. So well done to that. And he also won Florida State League Player of the Week of the week of the 24th to the 30th. So um, whatever injuries he had that kept him from playing last year seemed to be gone. Uh, I, I don't imagine him uh, sticking around in high A. You know, I imagine him going to double A pretty soon there. He's shown he can pretty much handle yeah. everything that's thrown his way at the moment. That's excellent news, man. We obviously congratulate Gabe on that accomplishment and uh, basically hope that he keeps that up over the course of the season. And like you say, Sky could be the limit for him if he keeps progressing the way he has already. Absolutely. So so we were all rooting for him there. Like, uh, you know, double A's is next up for them. And if you can handle them, um, they said the one thing is he's a bit older than most guys that are in the high A ball at the moment, which is... Yeah. Fair enough, he, he is there, but um, you know, he's showing he can hand his own maybe the bat in the three foot spot or the four spot. And the fact he already has so many stolen bases for somebody with 30 grade speed is clearly mm. the scouts got it wrong. <laughs> like I said in the last episode, he's due a nice bump in his speed stat when the next MLB the show patch comes out, I think. Um, yes. we quick announcement uh, regarding the 20th of May. So Saturday the 20th of May, the Glasgow Sunflowers team is going to be playing a friendly against a team coming up from Leicester, the, Le the Leicester Diamonds. Uh, Andy Sweeney has asked me to go ahead and stream that game and commentate on it. And uh, so I will be doing that. Uh, that's going to be streamed on the Baseball Scotland Facebook page. So I, play, I do hope that you guys will join me for that. Um, that should be an interesting experience to, to, to see those, guys, those, 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 um, those two teams in action. Uh, it's, it's two teams that I don't really know a whole lot about obviously the Leicester Diamonds coming all this way up so it's going to be great to see how that shakes out but yeah uh, Sunflowers and Diamonds uh, Saturday, May the 20th uh, first pitch is at 1 o'clock um, so it's 1 o'clock first pitch in that game and uh, I'll be bringing you the call 
on the Baseball Scotland Facebook page. Um, you can follow us on social media. It's at Caps and Pipes on Facebook and Twitter. It's Bullcaps and Bagpipes on Instagram. Uh, it's, it's just just search ball caps and bagpipes on YouTube and Twitch, and you can get uh, baseball Scotland merchandise as well as ball ball caps and bagpipes merchandise, which Jason is kindly modelling for us there at baseballscotlandshop.com. Uh, so yeah, hit us up at all our links, uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, there's nothing much else to say but Bobby Bonilla and uh, let's go Yankees, Bill. <laughs> all right, see you guys in two weeks. Right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Bye.